Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring. Make sure your holiday season is complete by making sure your loved one gets a gift from Leon Tailoring. That's right, you can go in and pick them out a nice shirt, sweater, coat, tie, vest, or better yet, get them a gift certificate, and then they can go in to Leon Tailoring and get exactly what it is that they want. And Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judah, make sure they walk out looking good. So don't have to worry about pink sidewinders and bright orange pairs of pants. All due apologies to Billy Joel. Leon Taylor, they've been around more than 100 years, and for a good reason, quality clothes, quality prices, and quality service, and a quality... Leon Tearing this holiday season. 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, House Republicans have moved forward with an impeachment inquiry. So, just talk about that uh, the budget, the border, and other issues uh, concerning Hoosiers and the nation. Uh, Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks. So, Congresswoman, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. How you been? Good, good. Always a pleasure. I'm glad that I'm going back home today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's chat here. Uh, the impeachment inquiry. Uh, Pass along party lines. Not it's not the impeachment process. It's beginning an impeachment inquiry regarding the president uh, and his relationship with his son Hunter Biden. Some of the financial dealings. Uh, why? Uh, how did you vote? And why did you vote for it? Um, I'm actually glad to see that uh, all Republicans did vote. I think earlier some Republicans did have some concerns because, unfortunately, or maybe, you know, for, maybe fortunately, uh, Republicans are not cheap and we take it seriously, not like Democrats do it. And uh, But after most Republicans see the evidence, um, they change their mind that we really need to take it seriously and need to look at it further. As you have seen, Hunter didn't decide not to show up uh, in the position room. We waited for over half an hour. He decided to do his speech and leave. He ultimately doesn't have a discretion <laughs> how he's going to be subpoenaed and what he wants to do. But it's important to, to, you know, if he believes that, you know, he has the case to make, he should come to the committee. It's a very bipartisan process. Each side has an opportunity to question him. So we had to do it. We need to probably go to the courts now, unfortunately. No no one wants to do things anymore here in a good way, so we'll have to fight this issue. But it's extremely important and serious, serious allegation. Uh, what evidence is there uh, that the president acted inappropriately and met that met the criteria of high crimes and misdemeanors? Because this has been going on for, for 11 months, and the evidence at, at best has been sort of considered sort of scanty. Well, listen, I, I think there is a, we need to finish this evidence. You know, our actual oversight committee uh, did uh, all of the investigations, so they have evidence of bank records. I have phone communications. I have statements from some of the Hunter's partners. They also have recordings, some text messages. They have a lot of um, uh, evidence, and, you know, and it connects. You know, they connected some dots together, but and it looks pretty bad, but ultimately it's there is something that Hunter has to say and explain some of the things, he should come to the deposition and explain them. If it's something otherwise, otherwise we'll have to probably bring other witnesses and start getting more explanations on these issues because there are a lot of things that, you know, it's a pretty serious crime. You potentially could have bribery and potentially could have some other high crimes and misdemeanors. And we need to clear that, and it's important to clear that sooner than later. Uh, one of the things that Hunter Biden said uh, in his statement, uh, and this been sort of been in, the, in this whole uh, impeachment inquiry road has been that he'd be happy to testify, but in public uh, with everybody, with with the public, with the cameras. Um, why not just uh, testify publicly? Uh, I know, I know. So in public testimony, you know, each side gets like five minutes, or each member gets five minutes just to spin the rules and say, "Hey, we're going to be here as long as it takes to to get everything out in the open." 
Well, listen, uh, unfortunately, you know, he wants to do presentations. Not really. You've been, you know, an attorney. You know how real investigations work. And Rose is doing presentations, right? I mean, his attorney is pretty good. He did some pretty good presentations. He, you know, blames everything, you know, and, you know, that he had his personal issues and addictions, but it was kind of funny. He was able even to funnel money correctly to screw his partners. <laughs> he was so bad at understanding the finances, but he knew how which LLC to transfer money that made him small money. You know, but it was kind of um, you know, this is but honestly from all of the things, you know, there are some serious, serious potential, you know, issues and, you know, president could be compromised by foreign governments and you can have involvement to the point of bribery. So I think this has to be discussed. And I think that a lot of things, um, you know, look pretty bad. But uh, if Hunter believes differently, he needs to really come to the process. And it's a bipartisan process, but it's a process where you have an ability to question. You know, it's time between two different sides. It can be much longer. No, this presentation and speeches that he would want to do in pretty much answer nothing and i don't think that's really going to be helpful and um you know otherwise it's just you know going to be a lot of show and it will be a show you've seen how most of these presentations go it's just really for twitter feeds but i don't think that this issue is serious enough but that shouldn't be just for twitter our guest on program day is indiana congress anymore no worries our guest on <laughs> program day is indiana congressman victoria sparks talking about the uh, uh biden impeachment inquiry as well as other issues facing dc uh congressman uh, one last question about the inquiry uh, and the and the subpoena part. I want to say with the January 6th committee, uh, Jim Jordan was subpoenaed. Some other members of Congress were subpoenaed. Uh, they didn't show up. Nothing really happened to them. Um, so do you expect that same thing to happen to Hunter Biden? Listen, I, you know, they have like really to explain what was happening. I'm not going to, you know, you know, was with Jordan and all the other things, you know, and ultimately, you know, we're going to see, but it will kind of show, you know, in this case, which, you know, what is really, you know, his intent is, and if his intent to avoid the committee, then we'll have to start dig further and start really bringing other people that maybe who would be willing more voluntarily to uh, give some explanation for some of the things, and probably it will, you know, make investigation longer. So, but ultimately, it will have to come to the conclusion of these investigations. And if you look at January 6th, it was just totally political issue that was really set up by Nancy Pelosi. She even kicked out members like Jordan, you know, from the, you know, committees that set up. She just decided like that she didn't even want some members. You know, that was very strange when you decide. You know, both sides usually have an opportunity. We're not kicking out. We're not taken who is going to come to deposition on you know with hunter's case any democrat can do it in that case they decided oh we don't like this republican this republicans is not going to be there so it was a sham it was not a serious investigation but this is is and actually we did take it seriously and most of my members regardless what people say i really believe we believe in the rule of law and they are not going to go to pursue further if they not have you know, proper evidence and proper case, but the case is looking very bad right now. If they, and if the other sides believe otherwise, they still need to stop doing political speeches, but actually come and bring explanations because it starts looking very suspicious when all they're trying to do right now is just blame Everson and something else and not really answer questions. Uh, Congresswoman, let's just switch gears a little bit. Uh, talk about uh, Ukrainian security, Israel, uh, the border. Uh, there seems to be some back and forth between the Congress, between the, the House Republicans, the Democrats, the White House, uh, on uh, aid 
to Ukraine, on the defense budget, on uh, the border, uh, on um, funding to Israel. What, whatever happened, people just sort of working everything out. Call me crazy here. Well, I wish this place would actually want to govern. Unfortunately, this place likes to do grandstanding politics and be really status quo. And we have some real big problems. You know, it costs us a lot of money, but it costs a lot of lives. You know, we have big wars happening in Ukraine and now in Israel and really a lot of destabilization. And then if you start one, don't deal with them really um more tough and more, you know, be more proactive in a lot of these issues, you know, more and more destabilization happening. And we've seen it right now, too. We have a lot of our adversaries and very radical groups on the move. We have Iran, China, Russia, you know, they're trying to take advantage of the situation and weakness of our government. And I think this is something that we need to really start thinking. And unfortunately, Washington, D.C. is absorbed with politics and elections and war and what is really how politically who is going to no one have, but don't have leaders willing to take tough decisions and follow through and have strategy aligned with actions and our adversaries know that and taking advantage so we're trying as a republicans put pressure on administration now and put more accountability is very difficult because we have democrat senate that refuse refuse it to work with us. They got a little bit better, you know, and we have a serious issue. I mean, border security, the serious national security issues, they're moving a little bit more on asylum, which is abuse, you know, credible, fair standard. It's been so low that we have over 90% of people and illegitimately trying to cross the border, overwhelm border patrol, and really it poses a lot of risks, and border is becoming wide open. It has been for a while now. That's very dangerous, including considering all terrorism happening right now and escalated in the Middle East especially, you know, but then you know, we also have to, you know, we have a parole situation and where it should have been individual parole and took, taken by an individual basis the President never had authority to give parole to groups of people and just under parole but you know, thousands of thousands of people. So we need to tighten the parole procedures. It's never been intent of the law, and really they are not wanting to work on this issue. So that is really the biggest obstacle right now. You probably hear about HR2. This is a key issue in HR2. One more about giving uh, Title 42 like authority to DHS. It used to be CDC during the pandemic. You know, well, that was could go back and forth because it all depends on administration. If they don't want to enforce, it's very difficult to do it. But changing legal framework and actually clarifying it that is our job and i think the senate is really doing disservice to the american people not agreeing to that uh congressman we've got a couple minutes left here uh, uh on the issue of the economy which is a big concern for a lot of folks uh, seems to be the news is uh trending uh, li- a bit more positive these days inflation is uh almost sort of like 3.1 percent and the federal reserve is talking about uh, three interest rate cuts uh next year uh how's the how's the, how's the economy playing up there well, listen, we've been holding the economy on steroids. And unfortunately, you know, we're doing it by pumping up a lot of government money we do not have. And I think that cannot continue forever. And I think this is the problems we now start facing. So, and, you know, they have gimmicks of accounting, however, so it's calculated. But real inflation, look at the prices of real estate. You know, it's becoming unachievable for the most American. And really, look a lot of, you know, they have like very interesting calculations, you know, but that's all government, how we do things here, you know, just 
just to make itself look good. But in reality, look at the real situation. You go to the grocery store, you, you see what's happening. You try to find a house to buy or anything. You know, this is becoming a huge, huge problem. We have a huge increase in prices, and it's driven by a lot of bad policy, by reckless spending, and us not willing to deal with a lot of situations, and not trying to have proper policy to diversify our economy, where it's right now very dependent on countries like China, which is stupid. Regardless what it is, it's stupid to depend on countries like, you know, 80% dependence on one country, but have a communist country. This is really dumb. You know, but we're not really, we're doing a lot of presentation, but don't look at real policies, how we can bring more transparency, incentivize more domestic investments, how we can have better energy policies, you know, and create actually real jobs in private sectors. You know, because if you think about our levels of debts, it's going to destroy our country. It's not even a problem now our children and grandchildren. This is becoming our problem. Most of these funds are going bankrupt less, less than a decade. And what is going to happen if we wait much longer? That's why, like, I've been pushing at least discussion, a debt commission, and I'm telling you, I'm like one woman standing here. So hard to even discuss issues like that. There is so much, you know, fraud, abuse, chronism, and, and K Street and Wall Street here that no one wants to touch anything. But it's becoming to the point where our interest over trillion, it's, you know, it's actually higher the national defense, we actually, our growth on the economy is not even covering interest. And if we continue on this path, we can spend, you know, pretty much half of our money on the interest. And then it's the collapse of economy. Two-thirds of our money goes on entitlements. We have to start talking and having this conversation. And that is a huge, you know, problem for our economy and for inflation. And really, if you don't, you know, if you continue on this path and you will be facing with reality, you know, this funds actually do go bankrupt. So what are going to happen? As you know, most politicians here are not going to say, oh, my gosh, we're going to cut benefits. No, no one is going to be cutting benefits. It will be a huge increase on the middle class, tax increase, which will destroy middle class. And that is the challenge. Now we still can have conversation. We can save funds. We don't have to touch benefits. We can protect Medicare. We can protect Social Security. You know, look at some of the things that we're really abusing this. We're spending and really, you know, given to a lot of monopolies that are abusing the system and building Taj Mahal's and doing very well on Wall Street. We have that ability to do, but when we face the reality, and most of these funds, you know, that's not that far away, less than 10 years that they go bankrupt. So and some of them are insolvent, like <laughs> hundreds of billions of dollars in the first year. You know, that is going to be a very tough reality. What are you going to do? And if we add all of the taxes that we pay and double the taxes for the middle class, that's going to be real socialist. You'll be, pay 80 percent of your government money to your government that is really what socialism is and a lot of democrats like bernie they love it i saw him recently i mean they love it right they understand that you know they have a different radical views what our country should be about but our greatness not because you know of our government we actually survive in spite of our government our greatness in innovation in entrepreneurship and in the small businesses and be able to bring some new ideas and have a competition on the market and we have to start thinking about it because we have huge oligopoly problem in every market, and government is catering to these oligopolies in Washington D.C. Uh, final question for you, Congresswoman. Uh, obviously, you're not running again in the fifth, di- fifth, the fifth district, uh, but uh, the speaker is apparently coming to uh, Central Indiana uh, in the next month or so. Uh, 
Why is he coming? Are, are, are you thinking about changing your mind about running again? Yeah, well, he just, you know, I mean, speaker, we need, you know, he's, you know, he's actually been very good. I mean, it's some issues, it's a challenge, and he inherited, but I know that he has good ideas, and we need to support and help him. And, but I think, you know, uh, it's going to be, listen, it's a great honor, huge responsibility. I feel like I need to take some time off, <laughs> you know, just get my sanity back. Uh, unless I really get upset that a lot of things that I'm moving right now are not going to happen. I mean, speakers are still on board. Uh, and but we'll see. It's a Senate situation. Senate is very, very difficult. And um, I hope we can hold the ground as Republicans. I hope now our Senate Republicans will help us hold the ground because without them, uh, Chuck Schumer is not able to do anything. So I've been actually spending a lot of time talking to a lot of senators in the last month. You know, working on key issues and how we can do uh, you know, better with our debt, with border security, with our foreign policies and spending. I mean, we need to deal a little bit better with that. And, you know, but I think, you know, I'm trying to help Speaker as my other uh, colleagues too, to be successful because ultimately our success will depend on how we can govern and deliver. People are tired of presentations and um, politics and countries really in, in the need of real governing and um, unfortunately the other side is too far gone in Washington DC. Uh any uh any personal favorites in the race to replace you yet or no, I don't really get involved. I don't believe in kings and queens with successors, you know. But, you know, people have to decide, you know, how they like and what, you know. But regardless what it is, I'll stay involved with politics and try to be helpful in, in a different capacity. And uh, because I think country really uh, has lots of problems and we don't have enough people, really good people that care enough going into politics. I hope we will have more because both parties are in a terrible shape. All righty. Well, our guest on the program today has been Indiana Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, uh, the 5th Congressional District. Congresswoman, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, happy holidays. We'll definitely get together for coffee soon. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Enjoy it very much. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.